Strong Rugby League podcast. Uh, you're sharing different stories of others growing rugby league, a part of Strama Rugby League recruitment and connections out there. Uh, today we have Wade Kelly, um, who's the CEO of Gridiron Australia, uh, with flag football being accepted into the 2028 Olympics and Wade's history and experience within rugby league. He's an exciting guest to have on, especially with all the sports relatable um, and opportunities for all sports to grow. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, good to finally connect um, here. Uh, we've been talking, obviously, for a long time uh, yeah. and following each other's past. But, yeah, always good to talk to a fellow rugby league boy. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, you must be getting smashed with um, yeah a lot of interest um, yeah at the moment. Um, so yeah, busy times for you. Yeah, um, it's it's mate, it's it's got nuts in the Olympics. It was fully expected. Um, yeah, we just had right off the back of that, we just had two Australian teams go and compete in the Asia um, Oceania Championships up in Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, yep. the weekend, which did, they did really well. Um, so yeah, it's gone it's gone, it's gone a bit nuts the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, awesome to have you on. Um, yeah, well, as as stated with the recent announcement of yeah, flag football being accepted into the um, yeah, 2028 Los Angeles Summer Olympics in America, um, as well as your experience within rugby league. Uh, could you give a, a, a rundown of your sporting career? Um, yeah, where were you born, uh, your sports, uh, what you played and involved in? Um, with rugby, and then also, which led you to this point with Gridiron Australia, please? Yeah. I'm old now, so it's a long story. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I, born in Sydney, I grew up in Sydney. Um, my dad coached the local A-grade rugby league team, so we were naturally the ball boys and mascots, uh, yep. my brother and I. He's a couple of years older than me. Um, rugby league all throughout my juniors. Uh, I signed with the Broncos when I was 14. Um, yep. And spent some time with the Bronx uh, until I had to make the decision of which club I was going to sign with when I left school. Um, yep. And I went with uh, North City Bears, who were in the NRL at the time, had a strong team, had a, um, a, a really good nucleus of a team that had been there for a while, had success. JT, Benny Eichem, Flo, yep. all those guys, Dave Fairley, Gary Larson, Billy Moore. Uh, really strong powerhouse club, you know, 10 minutes from where I grew up. So... I'd made the decision to knock back the Bronx and sign with the Bears. Uh, yep. and, and, you know, looking back, was that the wisest move? I, I don't know. But um, anyway, I spent three years at the Bears. Uh, and then when we when it joined back up together after the Super League War, I got an offer to play for the Northern Eagles. Uh, yep. And by that time, I wasn't enjoying rugby league anymore. Um, at that level, was was pretty... And particularly the style that we played at Norse was very much uh, robotic. Yeah. Um, so what, what what position were you? I was a, well. I started as uh, in the centres for Norse, yep. and yep. then moved into five eight, and then ended up in the halves. Uh, and then my last game actually was the last ever game for um, Norse that they ever played in the NRL. That was against West. Yeah. Um, out at Campbelltown, um, and I had Marco Mealy one front row and. Josh Stewart is the other front row, and they said to yep. me in the warm up, Kel, we're going to start a fight in the first scrum. <laughs> I thought, oh shit, here we go. Um, they said, just throw one and hang on. Uh, and so that was an interesting afternoon against Linker Adonicus and Benny Galea in the west front row. So that, yeah. was, that, was, that was my last game ever of rugby league. Um, had, a, had some opportunities to go to Union uh, and come back and play in Sydney for a, for a year. 
at Roundwick and then got an offer to go overseas to play in the UK. Um, Wigan Rugby League bought a, a rugby union club called Oral um, yep. Yep. Within, within Wigan um, and we're ploughing a lot of money in it with a dream of um, having dual contracted players that they would win the, the Super League and also win the Heineken Cup. Uh, so it was fun. That was a really interesting three years. I played with some great players. Gary Connolly, uh, he's become a great mate. Yeah, legend. Um, Simon, big Simon Horton, uh, rugby league legend over there. Was coming. Um, that's actually lives out here now in Darwin. Um, yeah, just some Nick Easter, some amazing players. Uh, and then finished. I end up staying in the UK for another few years. Played it down the Cornish Pirates and the next of the Chiefs. Yep. And then yep. For a year. And then went across to New York and played over there. And then Jeez. when I finished playing, I was like, come back, move back to Sydney. I was like, what the hell did I do? I've got no qualifications. I've got no education. Um, I didn't really, after I signed, when I was in high school, I didn't really pay much <laughs> pay much attention to exams mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I had nothing to fall back on. Um, I got asked to come do some coaching, help out with some specialist stuff. And then I ended up being, having... Turned into a full-time coach, coached at Scots College for five years, which was great. Coached yep. for first grade for two years, which was which was really good. Um, and then went to Spain, coached there for a couple of years, and then wow. started to move off-field and go into more um, at the front office stuff, uh, director of rugby, and, and then start, start to work really on uh, commercial stuff and, and governance stuff. And, and then eventually decided to move back home, uh, come back to Sydney, uh, after some time in London uh, with the family, and then uh, this opportunity come up to uh, and to join Gridiron Australia, and it's been a year, and it's been a whirlwind year, and it's been it, it's it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, no, hundred hundred percent. Yeah, like yourself. Um, well, there's so many players out there, and uh, you know within the professional game, and then, yeah, that they they've got nothing to fall back on once they they finish their career and. Um, you're lucky, you know, you worked hard and, and, and found a different avenue there because there, yeah, there's so many other players um, that fall by the wayside. Um, you're not quite sure what, what to do. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's really really topical point. And it's been topical for a long time now. I was, I was mm. with a, a, an ex-rugby league guy two weeks ago um, on a weekend away with our families. And, you know, this guy, this guy's played for Australia, done everything in the game and, and he was talking about the mental battles that he went through and, and then the other guys. You know, he, he said, you know, everyone I run into is having the same problems at transition. Yeah. Um, you know, you suddenly lose that identity and you have nothing to fall back on um, because often you're plucked out of high school to go and play rugby league, um, which is great. You know, it, it's amazing at the time, but when you're 30 or even, you know, if you're lucky, you're 30 or often earlier. You then got nothing. You look. You look yeah. around. All your mates are pretty well established in their careers, and, and they're looking at you, going, "Man, what are you doing?" Um, and it's, it's you know, depression kicks in. Uh, it's tough. It's it's really tough. You lose all sense of identity. So that transition is really hard, and that, and that's what the NFL does really well, right? So you can't get into the NFL. Of, of, there's only that slim gap of getting through yeah. the IT pathway, but you've got to go to college. And so these guys are coming out with. You know, full master's degrees, and and now with plenty of cash in their pocket for their IL deals, um, before they even start their proper pro career, so they can fall yep. back on it. And, and this, you know, every single player is an example of why that that, that comes into the NFL or just comes out of college is an example of why that's so important. They, yeah, they get it right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, t- I take pride, um, you know, with everything what I do, you know, to try and help, um, you know, ex players or you know players that. 
um, you're not not quite sure what to do. Um, you just to provide um, an avenue, whether it's you know to head overseas or you know like a a, a mining job or a, you know captain coach and you know, get a job throughout of it. Um, so yeah, that that's the sporting 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 life. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't go forever. Yeah, and you know it's it, it's not easy. It's it's really not easy, um, and you've got to be doing stuff while you're playing. Yeah, um, and you've got to be doing stuff before you start playing properly because there's you know not many players go from 17, 18 straight into the NRL. Yeah, you, you've got a few years there where you could you could really um, whilst you're developing still, you know, there's no rush to start playing NRL when you're 19. Go and, go and get an education, go and get yep. a university degree. You know, the, the clubs will support you to do that. Go and yeah. do, don't be, you know, don't be dumb, go and do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then when you transition out, you know, it's it's not, I, I hate the word, oh, I'm retiring from rugby league or I'm retiring from sport. You're 30, you're not retiring, you're just changing jobs. Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I always yeah, tell all the players, um, yeah, just make sure you got, you know, away from football comes first, um, you know, with, with your job, career um, and everything like that. Um, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. And, um, you know, I did as a, as a young fella and, um, you know, I've learnt a lot of, a lot of things and then you try and promote that um, on, onto the others. Um, yeah. Just before we get into, you know, regarding, um, you know, American football and flag football, um, what, what um, A-grade um, club uh, was your old man with? With rugby league, yeah. So he's he was cleverly crocodiles. Yep, yep. Um, he back when cleverly's, you know, we grew up at Chloe, where it was called Poverty Point. Um, my mum lived. My mum's a Chloe girl. You know, she lived eight of um, eight kids in a two bedroom flat with um, uh, two sets of parents. I don't know how they did it on Key Street <laughs> and Chloe Road. Uh, and dad coached the local A grade side. Uh, yep. you know, so many characters, so many stories, uh, and it really is the. It's the backbone of, you know, who myself and my brother are. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, rugby league people are, are good people, um, very honest, very hardworking, have a laugh, have, have a lot of fun, um, and we have each other's backs. Uh, my, my dad played for the Roosters reserve grade. Uh, yep. My brother played reserve grade for the Roosters before he went overseas um, and played in Japan and Italy. Jeez. So we, we're proper, yeah, we're, we're dyed-in-the-wool rugby league boys. Yep, yep. Um, and just you know, one last, um, you know, with, with with growing the game, um, you spent time, um, you know, at, at Cornwall, Cornish Rebels, and um, in New York. Um, how did you find? Was it fairly big over there? You know, it was rugby union. Like with rugby league, they're trying to grow. Um, yeah, rugby league with um, Cornwall at the moment, and then obviously, you know, they've been trying to build in America for a while now with rugby league. Um, how did you find? Both of those those um uh, places there. Yeah, so like the Cornwall. Uh, I didn't know they were trying to grow rugby league in Cornwall. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. So many people in Cornwall. Uh, that's the only problem. You know, Cornish Pirates have got a stranglehold of, of Cornwall with the rugby union. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they're doing really well. Got some great mates still there. Um, it's 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 a small place, you know. It's a long way from the M62 corridor, which is yeah. where it is in England. Um, you know, England probably rugby league's really struggled in England. I would say over the last maybe even twenty years. Yeah, big time. Um, it's you know it would really peak there in the two thousands, uh, late nineties, two thousands with Super League uh, went gangbusters, and then it's just sort of trailed off. 
Um, and uh, because, you know, they're, they're up against soccer uh, and they're up against rugby union, and they really are. We don't see it here, but in Australia, but when you're over there, you just realise how big rugby union is mm. compared to rugby league worldwide. Um, everyone panicking now about the Wallabies, about, you know, oh, is this dying? Mate, the, the sport's going nuts around the mm. world, rugby union. Um, and, and rugby league's got to compete with that. You know, it's 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 not easy because most of these countries, Commonwealth countries, they've, they've, they've grown up with rugby union as their sport. So... Um, Rugby in New York, you know, where I always I was playing for the rugby union team there. There was New York Knights, Matty Astell, you know, yep, yep. to to, to their, their success, you know, great fella. Um, and it is everyone says that rugby league is built for America. Um, the problem with it is you you've got the NFL, you got yeah. college football. They're, that's their football. They don't yep. really. If you, if you look, you know. A really interesting statistic, and it probably gives you an insight into America. Is we've got we've got the same amount of population as Texas. Yes, yeah. We've got something nearly a hundred professional teams uh, spread across that population. Texas has got, I think, nine. Mm. So they they really concentrate on a select few, and that's where the fans go. So to add another sport in there. Um, it's particularly another football code. Uh, it's it's very hard. Soccer has managed to do it, uh, but it's a different a different sort of sport. Yeah, it's, it'd be very hard to bring drag NFL fans, college and college football fans, which is even bigger, across to a, a different code because they're just so embedded in their own football, and they don't yeah. have another football. In summer, they have their baseball, they have their basketball, pretty much year round now, uh, and soccer. So it's it's, it's tough. Tough for rugby league to crack America, I think. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Uh, I, I spent a season, um, you know, over there in, in at Jacksonville, and you know, I've been helping USA Rugby League and all the other organisations for for years and years. Um, yeah, there is, you know, there is some players there, um, and and clubs and, and people that are very passionate. But yeah, like you said, it's it's very tough to yeah compete with with the others. Um, but you know, that with the NRL heading over to um, yeah, LA next year. So you know, hopefully it all goes to plan, and um, yeah, with a little bit of exposure for the game over there. So we'll just yeah. wait, wait and see. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we all know it's it's a fantastic spectacle. It's a fantastic sport. I just it, it, it's going to take a lot of sustained effort to get rugby league as a foothold in America. Um, yeah, you got to be in schools. You got to get these kids you know, really in love with the game and, and knowing their heroes and watching their heroes and then the time difference, right? So yeah. the time difference of them watching NRL, it's it's tough. And then you've got, you know, the platforms that these kids are watching all their sport on now, <clears throat> which is not like, you know, you or me, where we grew up with ABC, Channel 7, 9 and 10, yep. and where we consumed all our sport. They be- These guys barely watch that. They watch yeah, that's you know, true. all the apps, ESPN app. They watch, t- they get their, their content quick fire off Snapchat and TikTok and, and Instagram, not Facebook because we're on it. They avoid yeah. us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that's where they get it. That's where they consume it. And, and, and the billions of dollars that the NFL and the NBA put into marketing through those platforms, it's just too hard to compete. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, it's true. Yeah, I didn't really yeah, think about um, that much, but now it's, it's definitely true. Um, with um, your yeah, flag football and gridiron, um, here in Australia, are they both played at the same time, or 
um, two separate like competitions or? Yeah, no, look, it's it, flag football's just kicked off. So okay. we're the new kids on the block, um, even though we just sent two Australian teams yep. to um, the Intercontinental Cup and, and we performed really well. And I'll get to that why shortly. But yep. it, it, traditionally, like tackle football has been here for 40 years. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's right around the country, except for Northern Territory is the only state now that's not playing tackle football. Um, and and they pretty similar to what rugby league is trying to do into um, – in America, yep. is trying to fit, okay, how do we fit tackle football in here? So it's actually a summer sport. They play in summer, uh, which obviously has its challenges mm. um, because of heat and the amount of equipment that you have to wear. Yeah. But just for the moment, and I think this is going to change pretty pretty rapidly, it's, it's, it's really hard to compete for uh, ground usage in winter with the established codes like yep. AFL or Rugby League or Rugby Union um, and, and soccer now. Um, and... So it's it's always been in the summer, um, and who knows that might they may change as, you know, contact sports in Australia. Uh, you wouldn't say I don't think uh, a rising rapidly in participation numbers. In, in fact, they're mostly declining. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, soccer is, is an AFL. You know, semi-contact sport. You might say um, a, a gaining popularity. Um, touch football, Oztag basketball organic popularity none of these are contact sports yeah you know, basketball's gone through a huge explosion of popularity to a point now where they just don't have enough courts um, so you know contact sports are always going to be capped on on participation i think um and that's where flag comes in and flag gives an opportunity to play the sport you know that they're all watching on tiktok or, or snapchat or espn or foxtel apps um you know, seeing all their heroes that they can actually just go and play flag. They can play flag football now as well. So it's non-contact, yep. low resources, low cost entry point. Um, it's fun. It's fast. Uh, it's 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 a forty-minute game, so it's over. You don't. Have to, it's not a lot of training, so it's a very simple game. It's like it's like touch football, right? Or I was tagging. Yep. You, you can just turn up and play. Sweet. Um, yeah. How many how many teams competitions? Um... Yeah, within within Australia. Yes, yeah, so there's there's uh, seven active states at the moment. Like I said, the only one is Northern Territory doesn't yep, have yep. an active league. So there's about two and a half thousand uh, active tackle players uh, right around the country. Predominantly, you know, historically that's been senior men's players. You know, guys that have fallen in love with the NFL or fallen in love yep. with college football, lived in the states, come back. So I'm going to start my own team. Going to start my own competition. And that's been going on for a long time. Now our big focus is on juniors because we get our highest inquiry is for the under 10s and under 11s to have a yep. league. So yep. from 2024, that will start to kick in all our junior leagues. There is already in Queensland, really thriving up there. Um, the Queensland Junior Competition, New South Wales will kick off next year. Uh, in Perth, there's a really strong junior competition as well. Um, as these kids, you know, like I said, these kids are watching the NFL. They're watching college football. They want to play. Yep. Um, so that's growing. And then flag, there's, you know, six weeks ago, six months ago, there was no grid on Australian flag leagues. There's private, really? there private leagues. Yeah. So yep. there was, uh, there's two in Brisbane, there's two in Perth, there's, there's two now in Melbourne uh, who are now coming under the grid on Australia banner. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's, you know, since the Olympic announcement, we, you know, we put, we put a lot of work into this over the last, you know, year since I've started. Mm-hmm. 
be prepped for where we need to be um, from a high performance level right down to a sporting schools level. You know, we, 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 we got an external provider, signed a contract with those guys to provide all our um, sporting schools program, which will roll out yep. in 2024, which is huge. Um, the NFL is doing a lot of stuff in, in primary schools. We've got uh, and now we just appointed a national director of flag football, who is the guy that started the two Brisbane leagues. Yeah, uh, Price, he's now sole role. You know, his main focus of his role now is starting new competitions and helping people start new competitions. And there's a lot of work going on in the background to make that. Yeah, yep. You know, as fantastic as can be, uh, and it's from 2024 onwards, you're going to see leagues popping up all over the country and at, at, at all levels, at juniors, at uh, teenagers, at at universities and at seniors and particularly in social leagues um and then we've got our national championships uh, next year in 2024 then we've got the world cup as well in, in yep. at the end of august uh which will be really pivotal as we start to build towards la in 2028 Jeez, nice exciting time so do nfl do they play uh th- th- are they involved um with gridiron australia are they or yeah, we've got a fantastic yeah. relationship with um, with the NFL and, and, and particularly with um, NFL Australia, which is yeah. run by the general manager, Charlotte Offord, uh, who's great, you know, constant. We, I, I speak with Charlotte every week uh, as we work together on trying to grow the game here. Yeah. Um, there's only two offices, NFL offices outside of New York, and that's London, and, and now that's on the Gold Coast. Wow. Um, so they've put a lot of... Uh, effort and resources into Australia and the Pacifica market. Yeah. Um, and, and that's all head up from the Gold Coast. Uh, and we work with those guys on, on trying to grow the game at all levels. Yep. So yep. Um, it's, it's a real combined effort, which is no, great. That's, that's great. Well, well, that's what's really holding back, you know, rugby league, um, you're growing the game globally. Look, here, you know, rugby league itself and, you know, NRL's the – the main brand, um, yeah, well, they, they, they don't really do much. You know, we got all these different countries and, you know, I'm helping all these other different countries with, with certain things, but there's there's no presence of, you know, NRL um, at, at these places. And, you know, NFL, obviously the, the money is a big factor in how huge the brand is, which which helps. But for them having their, their presence here in Australia and, and helping is huge growing the game and, and obviously – so so quickly in that as well, and there's something for NRL to you know, take take tabs on it and learn. Um, but yeah, it's definitely exciting times ahead. Um, is, is there a recruitment drive or anything? Um, you, you know, pro- progressing towards the Olympics, or you just have to get playing um, flag football or gridiron at the moment? Yeah, it's a combination of the two, probably, Luke. It's you know there will be open combines for the state teams, particularly, to, uh, which is basically come down and get tested, yeah, uh, and try out for the teams. But then they'll be you playing in the competitions. Obviously, gives you a better chance. Yep. Um, and then there'll be active recruiting from our Australian high performance staff, which will be looking at players from cross coach. You know, you know, even before the last two two weeks after the announcement, yep. I've had numerous guys reach out NRL. Yeah, um, NRLW, AFLW, Nepal, um, saying oh, I heard the announcement, or I heard the announcement's coming, or they know me, yeah, uh, and I've spoken to them personally, and they're like, "How do I get? How do I play?" You know, it's it's an extremely attractive proposition to, to start playing flag football um, because there's so many pathways. You know, we, we we've spoken about the Olympic pathway, but that's just the start of it, right? So, yeah. 
you've got now in a, in 27 out of the 50 states, uh, flag football is a varsity sport uh, in US colleges. And what that means is varsity sport means you can give out scholarships. And when you give yep. out scholarships in Division One colleges, they have to be 100% scholarships. So, you know, you could you could be playing flag football, studying to be a doctor uh, and get a full scholarship to Harvard um, yep. and come out debt free, uh, being a doctor uh, and yeah. also be playing flag football. And then on top of that, 2024, the professional league starts in the States and they're just doing all the drafts now, um, combines and drafts at the moment. Uh, and there's six franchises for season one. 2025, the women's start uh, as a professional league. And no doubt there'll be plenty of Aussies that are, that are in those teams. You know, the guys that played yeah. on the weekend. We had Aaron Howard, who was a defensive player of the tournament. Um, he... he I got, I got no doubt he'll be looked at by the teams to get them to recruit, uh, yep. to bring him in, and that's a full-time professional league um, already in 2024. We've got a young girl called Olivia uh, Manfrey who who come over from AFL, AFLW, and she's um, she was a superstar up in in Malaysia, uh, and and no doubt she, she's in she's in college. So whether she gets an opportunity to go on a college scholarship to the US and play flag football, I think I think that's on the horizon for her. Um, so you got, you know, I've got two little girls, they play netball, they play touch football, they play every sport under the sun, they're seven yep. and eight and the pathways for them now through flag football is they could get a scholarship to the U S they could play in the pro leagues in the U S, uh, and they can go to the Olympics. It's pretty, um, it's a pretty compelling yeah. opportunity for them to, to get that, you know, they see the world. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. Like I, I'm definitely um, yeah, keen to check out yeah the, the Brisbane League um, yeah here. I um, mean, there's so many you know obviously the games um, similar in, in type of different ways you know with athletes and that. Um, is there any specific NRL players if if you know just looking from the outside in that you'd think would would be suitable? Yeah, or even, you know grassroots, I mean, cup and yeah. certain things. The, the list would be a toilet roll. Yeah. Yep. The reason being is when you look at the sport, um, it's across the closest link sports to it uh, AFL, yep. netball, uh, basketball, and then you would say rugby league, rugby union, or tag, yep. touch me, because for the most part, the game is about getting downfield, getting in space, getting some separation, turning around and catching the ball, um, and often the catching the ball above your head. So that is basically netball. Yep. That is AFL, that's basketball. Um, and then you add in the other elements where you've got to get the flags off, you've got to tag, you've got to stick to one-on-one defence coverage, um, which, which, which is the rugby league and rugby union guys and girls and yep. not tag players and, and touch players. Um, but at the end of the day, it's athletes, right? So what, what, what works well is... Speed, speed, agility, quickness. So the, the ability to get separation or stick to your person and then be able to catch. And then you obviously got that pivotal role of quarterback, um, you know, which might suit fast bowlers with big rocket mm-hmm. arms. Um, I can imagine Pat Cummins launching balls, uh, you know, downfield that just <laughs> you wouldn't even see. Um, so it, it, that's the beauty, right? And, that's, and, and we knew that, you yeah. know. We've gone now from, um, you know, virtually six weeks ago to not having anything. Yeah. Now where our girls are 
just through the talent that they've got a number two in Asia and Oceania against programs that have been going for years. Yes. And then we've also got the men's who are now, you know, were, a, you know, a play away from beating Japan who's in the top 10 in the world um, off the back of four training sessions. Yes. So we know we've got, and these guys are, you know, at, at purely amateurs. Part, they've got full-time jobs and they're just playing this for fun on the side uh, like anyone will play touch footy or, or Oztag or netball. Um, yep. and, we've got, and we've got to that level already. So we know that, you know, as, as these guys have more training, more practice, more you know, physical preparation, um, that we, our athletes will absolutely dominate this game. Yep, yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's exciting. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm definitely um, yeah, keen to play. And, um, you know, I've been following just on Instagram how the Australian team's been going o- overseas. And, um, yeah, for them, I didn't realise they've only had, you know, that limited amount of time playing the game. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great pathways for, for players, athletes out there. Um, yeah, obviously, to, yeah, to travel the world and then opportunities overseas and that as well in America. Um, is there any contact details or I'll, I'll post it up for everyone to um, um, get in touch on that, but what are the contact details to, you know, to check out whether there's a competition nearby or um, yeah, yeah, just want to get, get involved? You can get to, uh, on a lot of, through a lot of channels, but the best places to go is to jump on the website, gridiron.org.au. Yep. Um, or you, on our socials, follow Instagram uh, and messages on there or on Facebook. Um, our director of flag football, Liam Price, has got his details all over the website and also all, all over the um, social. So you'll be able to get in contact with him direct as well. Um, yep. And you'll be able to find out leagues or start if you want to start your own league. Um, there's all that information there for you. And Liam's the one that directs that for us. Yep, yep. There could be something um, yeah, I could be keen on getting a couple of yeah, the boys um, yeah, together. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to um, say or add or um, you promote? No, no, we're okay. I, I just, you know, it's a hugely exciting time um, for for flag and and tackle football in the country. We got we, when we talk about tackle football, we got a huge focus on our juniors. We have got a lot of Aussie kids that are in US high schools, um, yeah. US colleges that people don't know about. There's a kid called Thomas Yasmin that's at Utah Utes that's going to come likely get drafted next year to the NFL, which is going to be a massive story. Yeah. Um, there's a huge queue of guys behind him. Um, we're actually taking – we did a search project with Jesse Williams, the monster, yeah. around Australia. In, in July, and we're taking the top 10 out of that that we found out of those combines. We're taking them to the U.S., uh, L.A. specifically to spend some time with USC, the L.A. Rams, um, yeah. and a couple of other uh, – the schools and, high, and colleges over there. There's a documentary being made about that. It's going to be great. It's called Search. Yes. And then next year we'll, we'll be rolling around again. So we do, you know, there'll be an op- another opportunity if they missed that last year in July. There'll be another opportunity in July. Um, we did a Brisbane grabber this year up in Brisbane, um, but we did it all around the country last year. Uh, and we look and we doing that again this year to get our second series of top ten to take them over. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's a it's a different kettle of fish. Um, yeah, that yeah the NFL. Um, yeah, I was lucky when we was at Jacks. They they let us tour, um, the Jaguars. This was two thousand eleven. Um, just by seeing, dude, look, this is years and years ago. But just how far ahead they were, you know, compared to um, NRL back then. Like I remember going into, they had like different rooms for each positions. <laughs> 
um, like it was like a like a theatre. You know, you could just go in there, thus for all the quarterbacks. They'd be just watching all their, you know, different videos, and, and then going into the dressing sheds. Um, it was unreal. And then I remember going into there was like a specific room just for everyone's football boots. Yeah. Uh, um, and that was just it was like going to the back of um, you know, Rebel Sports. Like each player's position had their own, you know, uh, footy boots for you know women league round or whatever, and um, yeah, it was the, the yeah. soft ground, and yeah, it was, it was it was nuts. And then the the gym, um, I took photos of certain things, and it was just all computerized. And this was 2011, um, yeah. and I've never never seen anything um, like it since. Okay, it's it's you know, Ira Saban is the the manager of the stadium there, at Jacksonville Jags. He's actually an Aussie boy. Oh really? Jeez. Yeah. So right the end, the Aussies are, are well infiltrated into the NFL, but you know people don't realise how big it is. Yeah. And, and even what's even bigger is college, right? So mm. NFL is the big show, but college is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and there's thousands of them, right? So I spent some time with with USC, uh, Utah Utes, and Alabama a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I spent the whole week with Alabama. You know, lucky enough to spend some time with Coach Saban and all the guys there. But you know. You know, just a little anecdote to realise how big this is, right? Um, and how, how much opportunity is there for our kids over there. We did a tour of the stadium, a private tour, myself, Jesse, and the stadium manager of Brian Denny Stadium, which is Alabama Stadium, 100,000 100, people. Yes. On game days, there's 100,000 people outside that can't get in and just watching it in a tailgate party. Yeah. There was, we were going through the corporate boxes and I said, how many corporate boxes have you got here? She said, we've got 300. I said, now what's it cost for a, a corporate box? She said, it's a million dollars US. Holy jeez. And I said, so you got 300 million. I said, I said, are you sold out? She said, yeah, there's a 10 year waiting list. Oh, jeez. So, so you got 300 million um, US. I said, how many, how many games a season? She said, oh, I average about nine. I said, so that's 110,000 a game. She said, yeah. Jeez. And I said, um, so you've got 300,000, uh, 300 million US dollars in ticket sales for boxes before you even start. She goes, oh, no, that's not the tickets. I said, what do you mean? She said, no, you still got to buy your tickets for the box for game days. <laughs> I said, well, what is the million dollars for? She said, just to basically get access to a box. So you reserve it with a million and then you buy your tickets for game days. Yes, yes. So you, I said, hang on a minute. So you guys have got $300 million in revenue before you even start the season. In, and that's, you haven't even sold a ticket. She's like, yeah. Jeez. I'm like, okay. And, then, and that's just college too. Jeez. That's college, you know. People don't realize how big college is. You know, Thomas yeah. Yasmin is, is at Utah. You know, and, um, the, the kicker at Alabama is an Australian kid. You know, there's, yeah. there's 68 punters from Pro Kick Australia in college football, you know, t- 10 of the top 20. Uh, and there's a few of them, you know, Mitch Dix and um, Cam Johnson down in Houston that, that are in the NFL as well from Pro Kick that, are, you know, living this life where they're, they're playing in front of 100,000 people. They've got a free education, you know, and they're living in free accommodation with free food. Um, and they come out with a master's degree off, you know, Thomas is going to come out with a master's in economics out of Utah and get drafted, like to get drafted, mm. NFL, you know. People just don't realise how big it is, but you know, my vintage don't unless they've been there, but the kids do. The kids yeah. know how big college is and they all want to go. So yeah. we're going to hit up left, right and centre of, of teenage 
kids that want to how do we get across the states how do we get over there that's what we do mm. project and, and the best thing they can do is start playing here because yep. you've got to go there with some sort of you know idea of what's going on that, yeah that helps. yeah yeah i do i do a bit of um your talent um consultation for um first point usa um yeah you know, scholarships um with, with a couple or a fair few colleges over there with, di- with different sports and um, yeah, one of my uh, rugby league boys, he got injured throughout the season. Like he, he's made for, um, you know, American football. Um, well, I'm trying to get him to play here in Australia now, but you know, he's like you know, two meters tall, um, yeah, a, a perfect build, and like he's never played the game before. But you know, just by following, you know, college football on Instagram and and seeing all the um, you know, the stadiums and the amount of people and just the hype with it all obviously was a big attraction for him. Um, and then also, um, you have to try and you know, get that, um, stuff off the field with, with, with the, the degree. Um, so yeah, there's, there's so much potential there and, and opportunities. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. We haven't, we haven't even delved into the deep world of NIL deals. You know, some of these, some of these kids are earning millions and millions of dollars while they're in college now. Uh, so I was lucky enough to meet Katie Williams at USC, um, uh, Jalen Milroy down at, at Alabama, and these guys are and I name him as likeness deals. They're they're earning massive money in endorsements now. So much, you know, the top prospects coming out of high school are being offered. And this is this is fact. They're being offered two million dollar US. Um, <laughs> NIL deals just to commit to a college, so it's a signing bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 not bad. You know, you're coming out of college with three million Australia, coming out of high school with a three million dollars Australia offer. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, it yeah, over, over there. Um, yeah, just with that, yeah, I just want to yeah, just a shout out for to um, yeah, MSC Concrete Constructions. Um, yeah, they're one of my um, sponsors of the podcast. Um, yeah, if, if there's any sponsors or you know, partners out there interested to um, yeah, sponsor the podcast, or which will cover the whole um, yeah, SRAM Rugby League, Growing Rugby League brand, um, don't hesitate yeah, to get in touch. And then, um, yeah, the Growing Rugby League.com um, is um, the website now. Um, and you can catch the, you know, the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts now, um, and the Instagram page. Um, yeah, anything else you want to um, yeah, mention, mate? No, the only thing, Luke, is just to you know give you kudos, mate. You, you're on the you're on the floor ground, you know. You're on the grind of trying to grow the game and help people out, and um, it doesn't go unnoticed, mate. It, it it's tough. It's it's yeah. not an easy thing to do what you're doing, and you're doing a great job. And you know, guys in rugby league and girls in rugby league are very lucky to have someone like you on the ground that's um that's there to help them. So good on you, mate. Cheers, mate. You're you're a legend. Um, yeah, appreciate your time. Like I said, you, you you're getting you're inundated by everyone at the moment. So, really appreciate your, your time. Um, there's definitely opportunities out there, you know, for all the sports to grow and rebound of each each other. Um, with various things and exposure, but um, you're definitely keen to um, you know, get involved and you know, get playing and um, you know, get people you know, amongst playing flag football and um, American football here in Australia. So. All exciting times and yeah, appreciate your time, Legend. Thank you. No problems, Luke. We'll talk-